Welcome to Patient Safety with Grace and Alison. So this is a podcast where we address health issues in order to promote a harm-free culture in healthcare. On today's episode, we'll be discussing patient rights in healthcare as regards patient safety. As you've always listened to our previous um, podcast, in our previous episode, we've highlighted the aim of patient safety, which is to prevent and reduce risk and avoidable errors that happen to people while receiving healthcare services. It has been found that ensuring patients are aware of their rights and their responsibilities improves their participation in healthcare, which eventually ensures their safety. So awareness of their rights has allowed patients to be more responsible for their health safety and also their care, thereby improving the clinical outcomes, making sure that the reasons they came to the healthcare facility is um, achieved. When patients' rights to healthcare is fulfilled, the patients are able to know and act with better awareness and responsibility. This leads to a significant improvement in ensuring patient safety. Yeah, that's right, Alison. Um, also, it is legally acceptable to engage patients in patient safety activities, and these activities should be enhanced by exercising the rights of the patient to be informed and the right to actively participate completely in the process of healthcare improvement. When patients are allowed to exercise their rights to make complaints concerning services that they are not satisfied with in healthcare delivery centers, it is easier to spot errors in, the, in those cases and um, also spot risk factors to patients and respond to them effectively. That's preferred solution. If the patient's right to a clean, safe, and secure environment is enforced, the patients have a lesser chance of coming to harm while in the healthcare setting. Due to the fact that a cleaner and sanitized environment, we have less bacteria. We all know that that's why we use our hand sanitizers and disinfectant. So, um, so Alison, would you like to tell us what, since we are talking about patient's rights, what is what is patient right? Yeah, definitely, Grace. So, although we are calling it patient, 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 know that anyone can be a patient at any point. So you that is listening to us now, you could be a patient tomorrow. You could have a reason to take someone to the hospital. You could even be that you are a caregiver. That's why you need to know this, your rights. So patient's rights are a compilation of legal, social, or ethical principles and duties that govern the provision of healthcare services to individuals. These rights vary depending on like where the individual is, like the country or like the setting, but generally it's equivalent to human rights context. Nothing really deviates much, but there could be some changes. For our discussion today, we'll be basing our discussion on the Nigerian context and we'll be sharing with you all about the Nigerian Patients' Bill of Rights. And for today's discussion, our first um, um, conversation will be around the patient's rights when it comes to access to information. As you know, patients have the right to access all, I'm stressing all, because there are situations that 
you cut like you decide oh the patient should not know this or that that's wrong the patient has the right to know all relevant information in the language that they understand so for example you see a patient and you know this person is doesn't understand english very well as they um you have to know that it's your right to ask that okay i don't understand this language so explain for me the language i know all information and this um includes information about their diagnosis that's their condition information about your treatment prognosis so the information that okay if i go through this treatment this is how it will turn out or this is how it will turn out the details information about the procedures and the possible outcomes to it this is necessary in order to encourage full participation in implementation and treatment plan decisions yeah thank you alison that's very very important and like Alison earlier mentioned, any one of us could be a patient. I could be a patient. Alison could be a patient. So another um, another right we would like to emphasize is the patient-related information, um, and that um, specifically states that you have a right to assess your records. That's when you go to uh, a healthcare facility and um, they create records about you, your um, your the early check and um, maybe later check you go back for a later checkup you have a right to assess those records including explicit information about range and scope of services that will be rendered to you um, you also have a right to skills and credentials of treating professionals and care providers with respect i know uh, most of you are falling um, victim of not respecting healthcare professionals let me put it out there that way um but yeah we are stating that you also have a right to as far as they they put you um they put your health you know as a priority you also have a right to respect them in return yeah thank you very much um i would um now since we are still talking about information i would like to mention the next right which is your right to fee related information this is money matters is very important so whether you are an out of pocket patient that you are paying by yourself or you are you have an insurance company you are under like an hmo whichever it is it's your right to know the cost of your treatment plan and more importantly when you are being billed you are supposed to know the details of what is being billed for like you literally have to know that this item is this amount this item is this amount in order to ensure transparency in the health setting and also prevent bias and issues like that so you have a right to your fee related information grace yeah also you have a right to your privacy and confidentiality um, Very although, important. yeah <laughs> although in cases where we have a um, we have public health interest like they want to assess patient records so that they can see that oh this is like um this is an outbreak or we have to work towards this maybe perfect solution or get a vaccine like the COVID-19 we had um in those cases you know is exempted but you have a right to your privacy and confidentiality of your records and personal information in any facility you go to 
Yeah. Um, thank you, Grace. The issue, I just want to throw some light on this too before going to the next one. The issue of confidentiality is really important. Like, I've had an experience. I was in the hospital and I was like, a practitioner came to see me. But right there, like, there were like three other four people, you know. And rather than this practitioner to ask me, are you comfortable with me talking about your medical records in front of these people? Or would you like us to have a private conversation? The, the, the health, the person just started asking me, okay, what, what are you here for based on your records? This, blah, blah, blah. Not even trying to, you know, do I want these people here to know about my condition? It's also wrong. Do you, I, because I know my rights, I didn't answer any of the questions. And then I was like, you need to do better. Like I told him, you need to do better. You need to ask me first, are you comfortable with sharing this information with these people are here? Or would you like me to excuse them because I was an inpatient, so I was on the bed. So would you like these people to be excused? So these are the, the things. Then about the thing about public health interest, where there is like a comma here. You know, there are some times that someone's health condition can be a and like something that will escalate and other people would have it could be contagious it could be an upcoming pandemic so in that case you cannot come and say you want to do confidentiality when they need to assess that records in order to make information to protect the public that one will overrule so that's just <laughs> <laughs> mm. yeah of course you should be consulted whichever that's the right thing to be done another right is the quality of care you have the right to a particular quality of care for example is your right to a clean safe and secure environment so when you visit the healthcare center the environment must be clean and safe in order to improve your well-being this is it it's really important okay so another right is patient dignity your dignity i earlier mentioned that you should respect healthcare professionals when you visit facilities it's also your right to be respected to be treated with respect from personnel delivering healthcare services every patient has a right to privacy and to information about their health status. And I think this would this is very important, especially when we are talking about um, um, communicable diseases. Yeah, and it's very, very important. So if, like Alison has mentioned, if you know that you're not comfortable, you know, putting out your information there when other people are there looking at you, even when, you, even when they're not looking at you and you feel as if they're looking at you, you can say, excuse me, please, I would love to talk with you in the closet. Mm. yeah yeah in private very important because it's not everyone that is happy about sharing their disease conditions so it really privacy is key another thing is you have a right to assess emergency care so you have a right to receive urgent immediate and sufficient look urgent that's the first thing it's like they shouldn't be delayed in cases of emergency and it has to be done immediately and it has to be enough 
intervention and care in event of an emergency for example a road traffic accident and the person is being rushed to the health care facility nothing else is a priority until you you ensure that the patient is fine so it's the patient's right to this urgent care and things like oh what's this patient does this patient have card does this patient have money does this patient is is really not necessary at that point is your right to the services in emergency then after that other things can be considered so this is something that you should know and this is also something that you should know if you are taking someone at someone in emergency to the hospital in case there are delays or situations that your the emergency case is being delayed you can speak out and quote this nigerian patient bill of rights that they need to attend to you first anywhere <laughs> <laughs> So guys, you have you have a right to receive visitors. That's for my religious people in the house. <laughs> for religious purposes, you have a right to invite your pastor, your imam, whatsoever belief you have. You have a right to call them to come around and pray with you and help you, you know, in whatsoever you're going through. Of course, but that is in accordance to the hospital guidelines. Yeah. Also, I think they are there visiting are hours. That will have policies. Yes, you know, they are visiting hours. They could have certain policies. So these are things that you need to find out before you before invite you this on that, um, yeah. visitation. You understand? But just know it's your right to this religious visit, but it has to align with the hospital's regulation that you are at, the policies that you are at. Okay? um this is going really interesting like just talking about patient rights feels like you know a lot of know, right? things that we <laughs> we we take for like Some we neglect that, yeah. addressed another thing i would i know it's sensitive is patient rights to refusal of care so this is a very interesting topic i know the healthcare professional <laughs> is bulging now yeah. <laughs> But you need to know that patients at all times retain the control of their person and must be informed of their power to decline care upon full disclosure of the consequence of self-decision. So let me break it down. You've come up with a treatment plan. You're talking with the patient, like the individual, and you've, you've proposed everything and finished you need to let the patient know that it's their right to accept this proposal or like you know choose another alternative or walk away that's um, what do you call it again autonomy i think yes yes and it's always re-echoed patients have the right on this and we should let them know that they have the right we don't impose things on them it's their body it's your body and we have situations of caregivers and family members intervening these are really sensitive issues but i know that i think grace but if the patient is like awake and able to make decisions the patient should always be followed right like the patient yeah. decisions should always be followed only in cases of unconsciousness or something yes or the, the patient is um the person is underage and the oh, yes. caregiver yes. has they have to make decision for the person yeah okay so that's that's really then, uh, another thing with this story another patient right here is the right to consent 
or decline participation in medical research and experimental procedures and clinical trials. I know that this might not be really common here in our country, but like you just cannot say because this person is your patient, you include them in your treatment experiment or something. The person has to know that they are part of a a research or an experiment and and something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So we also have um, the right um, to be informed if the personnel or personnel responsible for the patient's care will be changed. So if you have um, a, a personal doctor or you have a doctor attending to you or a healthcare professional attending to you, if there will be a switch, you have a right to be informed because, um, you know, when an information is coming from two different persons, although it might be the same, but there will be a little difference. So as a patient, you have a right to be informed if there will be a change in the personnel offering services to you. You also have a right to be notified of any discontinuation of treatment plan. So before any treatment commence, they will also t- they will always tell you the plan. This is what we have to do. This is what we have to do. These are the dates and all. So you have a right to be notified if there will be discontinuation and a reason and the reason why there will be a discontinuation. You also have the right to method methodical and practical transition of treatment for your safety and continuity of care yeah very this uh, this issue of interruption of service by providers there's also something you you need to know especially here where we always have incessant strikes and issue really important that you are notified you are notified that okay, the Nigeria factor. we are going on strike or oh, this is the transition this is what has been done please transfer the patient to a, a like a solution or whatever don't just leave our patients hanging is their right to this kind of care to ensure their safety because you cannot just switch hands another person comes and start attending to this person without adequate information and stuff it's not right yeah i think i think that's why we have folders we have patients folders when it comes to that so yeah all professionals doctors know that they're supposed to go to the folder the yeah though our last right which i think we don't really take seriously in this year is the right to complain Mm. yes yes. (laughs) you have the right to file a complaint it's not news in nigeria that most persons in service delivery positions do not like when people complain but it's really important as a patient that or a a caregiver that you express dissatisfaction regarding service that you are being provided with including for example, you want a personnel to be changed. You didn't like the way this particular doctor is treating you or the way the pharmacist is doing you or the nurse. It's your right to complain about it. And of course, you complain to the right authority. You cannot go and be complaining to your patient, your fellow patient. There won't be any changes. Every health facility has like, I think what they call it, Servicom or they could have like suggestion box suggestion but like boxes. they have like, they have like feedback proce- uh, mechanisms you know always ask if you have a complaint who should i give this complaint to like when you go to a hotel and they didn't do it <laughs> say where's the manager where's the manager i want to see your manager 
in this one in the in the hospital you need to find who is responsible for handling your complaint and deliver your complaint to them so that it will be resolved and also considered for other patients and that cycle will definitely improve patient safety overall okay thank you so much alison so this point is for healthcare professionals listening to us um you should ensure that patients and caregivers are aware of their rights and create an environment for them to be fully expressed so you, you don't um you're not meant to shut them up when they have something to say listen to them hear what they have to say so some of the ways we can achieve this and encourage um patients encourage people to you know complain hear their complaint is by setting up flyers or posters containing information about their rights in the healthcare delivery center. Uh, you could also um, inform them verbally about their rights during counseling and during consultation. You could also hold seminars, awareness programs, sensitization, sensitize them, um, spreading the word about patient safety and their rights. And also, you could keep information concise and easy to understand. Like we've earlier said, you know, people have different languages and different ways um, they understand things. So ensure you keep it concise and you keep an open-ended communication. Yeah, thank you so much, Grace. Um, So in conclusion, patient rights are like a part of human rights. It's important that patients are aware of their rights and the environment to execute those rights are created. So I know it's one thing for you to know this right though, but you could go to a particular environment and you cannot, your rights are not being listened to and executed. So it's a two-way thing, we are aware of that. But first of all, know your rights. Studies have shown that when patients' rights to information and decision-making are exercised, Patients are fully participants in their healthcare, and this definitely ensures patient safety. We'd love to appreciate you for listening to our podcast and a big shout out to our amazing crew members, Manuela, Abby, and Ella. We appreciate you so much for all the work you do to ensure that we deliver quality content to our audience. If you have any comments, questions, or feedback, please feel free to share to us via our email. And um, our next episode, we'll be talking about the responsibilities of patients in this healthcare system and the responsibilities of providers to make sure that the patient rights are met. I would don't want you to miss this. Please follow us on our social media handle, Instagram, Twitter. And um, for now, it's goodbye from all of us till our next episode. Thank you. Goodbye, guys. Thank you.